Good afternoon. My name is uh, Stephen Capaldo, and I'm here to uh, just do a, a short message, a short uh, podcast, and we'll take a little tour through the book of Jude and uh, try to get some, uh, some ideas from that. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, so we'll go right to the text, uh, book of Jude. Judas, a bondservant of Yeshua Messiah, Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ, brother of Jacob or James, to those who have been loved by Father God and who have been kept, called by Yeshua Messiah, may mercy and peace and love be multiplied in you. Mercy and peace and love be multiplied in you. That's really the purpose of our existence, is to let God multiply that love, to, to love God and let him multiply the love in us, because we are, we, we are made in his image, and so really his purpose for us on, on earth is to be the representative of his love. God is love, and we are to be that representative. Dear ones, while I was making every effort to write to you concerning our common salvation, I had a need to write to you urging you to fight for the faith once handed down to the saints. Uh, concerning our common salvation, the salvation is, is made available to everybody. It's simply a question of knowing it and believing it in, in Christ, in Christ Jesus, uh, and, and operating in it. That's the common salvation that we have. I had a need to write to you urging you to fight for the faith once handed down to the saints. And you've seen this problem going on now, uh, handed down to the saints. You know, since the first century, there's certainly been a, uh, a deterioration or a hijacking of, of the faith. I mean, that's, you know, what is the gospel truly? What is the gospel message of salvation through the kingdom, the kingdom within? Uh, what is that, that true uh, message? And, you know, what, what, what was Jesus trying to teach us? Uh, that message has been misunderstood, it's been changed, watered down, hijacked. Um, you know, the Roman Empire put its hands over it. Uh, a lot of the, the, the translations have changed things. So it's, it's it, it, it really, the, the point here that's, that the text is trying to make is that uh, we, we have to fight for the faith because the faith that was handed down to the saints, handed down to the first, the, the, the first century uh, apostles and disciples, you know, that, that faith uh, is always something that has to be contended for because there's always opposition to it. There's always a misunderstanding of it. There's always a changing or a fiddling of it instead of understanding that we are, you know, made in his image. And that's what we need to recognize in Christ is that we are made in his image and we are to, uh, you know, be his, his love. You know, that's, that's what we are supposed to be. Uh, you know, his love, that means that you have a calling, and it's true that the Spirit gives you gifts and abilities, and, uh, uh, you know, you, you make of them what you can, but uh, the, the point is that the, the gifts come from the source. The source is the Creator. The Creator is God. The Creator is the, the Father, and the uh, Father, uh, with meaning there's a mother as well, Father, Spirit, and the Son, right? For certain men did sneak in stealthily, those who long ago were written for this condemnation, ungodly, because they changed the grace of our God into licentiousness, just letting you do whatever you want, and denied Christ Jesus, our only Master and Lord, the, the, the Divine Son, the uniquely revealed, uniquely revealed as Jesus of Nazareth. And so you, you, you can see how these things that are written, uh, they really are, in a way, I mean, it is prophetic, because... This was revealed then, 
and you see it now <laughs> and you know it's just it, it it's just like you you read the text and you see that it kind of mirrors what's going to happen later not only what was going on then but what's going to happen now and you see how much and how many people have turned away from god or never were interested in god or don't want to seek the, the seek the truth of the almighty and uh you can see that you know more and more as as we move forward, and now we're into this kind of stage of going into a new age where you have really these the, these these two uh, the, these two sides of a conflict. You know, there's there's God and there's Satan, good, evil, however you want to call it. Um, but but this is really what we're facing now, uh, and uh, you, you know, there's just there's just been such a lack of interest in. Um, in, in pursuing truth, but you know now is the time when we need the truth. You know we need we need to pursue it, and we know that it's not easy, uh, and we mean, and we know that there's you know there's natural truth and there's spiritual truth, and we know that we're going to get criticized and persecuted for it. Uh, I just uh, I, I think that now is a good time to be reminded of it as we go through this period of we don't exactly know what's going to happen. We know there are things happening behind the scenes. But there's a lot of uh, misunderstandings and hard feelings when certain things don't happen on certain dates. And I think that's not really the point of our seeking the truth. You know, I think the point of our seeking to truth, the truth is to draw closer to the most high. And the certain things, well, we don't know. We, you, know you know, we don't know what God has planned. You know, the, the, now, you know, we, what, we've, what we've heard now is that, uh, is that uh, you know, uh, the, the one of the narratives is that Trump is going to come back as the 19th president of the restored republic on March 4th. Well, that's a very specific uh, thing that people are saying is going to happen. And what if it doesn't happen that way on that date? And I think there are things happening behind the scenes. And I think, you know, uh, it, it is interesting that people seem to be following Trump now more than they follow Biden. That's kind of interesting. But uh, from there to draw conclusions, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. I think there's a, a problem now as we seek truth. I think sometimes we get sucked into or we're, we're, we open ourselves up to speculation based on some facts, but not enough facts really that we could draw conclusions. You know, I think we're just allowing, uh, allowing the facts that we have to become... Uh, some kind of speculation without really that we can really be able to uh, to, to draw the specific conclusions like you know uh, people talk about uh, mass arrests and hopefully there, there will be or <laughs> mass arrests but I think we know there have been some arrests but it's, it's kind of hard to uh, since since we have all kinds of uh, uh, people kind of saying the same thing on one side and then on the other side contradicting that totally. I mean, it's kind of hard to get a grip on, you know, what really can you determine from this and who's, who's real and who isn't and who's dead and who's alive and, you know, how many people have been arrested for what. And uh, yes, uh, we should uh, desire divine justice, not personal revenge, but we should uh, desire divine justice. But uh, I, I just think that... Uh, People should be careful not to get too involved in speculation. There are things happening behind the scenes, and we know that God wins. And certainly, it it seems like, uh, you know, it's certainly the evidence of the the Biden presidency. I heard it referred to as the pretendency, the Biden pretendency, the other day, and I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, there's certainly a lot of evidence that the uh, information available that you know is are they really even in the White House, and you know this type of thing. And, uh, you know, what will Trump's role be? I mean, he's not, it really looks pretty clear. I mean, he's, uh, 
you can see the guy is not a shrinking violet, you know, he's not going away, you know, so he's going to be around in some role. But I don't think we should get too wedded to certain narratives of what exactly the role is going to be and when it's going to happen. And, and he may, he may be president again, he may, he may. But, but it, it has to be someone anyway who's being used of God for that, no matter who it is. You know, someone who really is for the principles of God and not the principles of Satan or man. That's, that's, that's really what the, the most important thing is, is that the, the person should be a follower, right? should be a believer in Christ. And I wish to remind you that you all know that the Lord has saved people once for all from the land of Egypt, from, we could call it Babylon now, but, you know, the, the, the kingdom of, not of God, the kingdom of, of man, the kingdom of Satan, whatever you want to call it. But the second time he destroyed those who did not believe. And those angels who did not keep themselves from the beginning, but who deserted their own dwelling places, he has kept those angels in eternal chains in darkness for judgment on the great day. So there are these, uh, the, you know, the heavenly hosts, you know, some of them have, have gone with the Almighty Creator, and some have turned their backs on the Almighty Creator. And these ones, these, these other spirits, you know, we sometimes, we, we fall prey to them. We allow their thoughts to come into our thinking or, you know, their ideas to become part of, of the, the way we think or ideas that we have. Um, and, and really, we have to keep focused on what what is truth? What does the Word of God say about a certain situation? And are we really turning towards God or away from God? If we're turning away from God, it means that to some ex extent, we're following those angels who have fallen away, you know, those those messengers who are not of God, who have left God or abandoned God or have rejected God's love. And they are, I mean, if you if you do reject God's love, that is darkness, because you know, God is the true light. So if you're rejecting God's love, you are in either a false light or you're in darkness, you know, whichever way you, you want it pretty much amounts to the same thing. Again, take Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, which indulged in immorality and went after other flesh, in immorality, as they continue to undergo the punishment of eternal fire, they are exhibited as a horrible example, a warning to others, of two cities that turn their back on God, turn their back on seeking, um, seeking truth, seeking knowledge, wisdom, discernment, uh, seeking to surrender to the Creator, uh, seeking their own, you know, true sanctuary, living in the light and the truth and the love of God, uh, their, their own community but under God. Likewise, also, in fact, these dreamers are defiling flesh and they're rejecting great authority, the one who possesses dominion, and they're blaspheming glorious angelic beings. And Michael the archangel, when he argued about the body of Moses as he was disputing with the devil, did not dare to pronounce curses and judgment, but said, may the Lord rebuke you, assumption of Moses. May the Lord rebuke you. And this is really, now, nowadays, uh, I think with the situation that's happening now, um, I, I think there are, there's a tendency we should we should expose evil and we should resist evil, but let God be the judge, right? May the Lord rebuke you. Let let God be the judge. It's divine justice that we should seek, not not kind of personal vengeance or anything like that, because we're not the the uh, the judge for the the things of God. We're not the judge for eternal things. We're not the judge in that level. But these people who indeed do not understand what they are cursing. 
but what things they understand by nature using bodily senses like animals are destroyed by these things. Uh, uh, this is right. This is people functioning, you know, people functioning in the three-dimensional world. And the idea is that uh, if you really want to draw closer to the Most High, draw closer to God in Christ, then mm -hmm. you have to uh, be above the three-dimensional world and go to the... <laughs> Go, go higher, go, go higher than that. In other words, the five senses, you know, we have the five senses. Uh, the, the, the spiritual discernment involves uh, a, a thinking and a mentality beyond the five senses or the three, the three dimensions. So that's really what we seek. And if you, if you stay in the three-dimensional world, uh, or even the, the four-dimensional world where you start to understand that something is wrong, something is amiss, you know, that there's some kind of, you know, uh, bad situation on earth, uh, even that is going to be, you know, that's going to be very, very um, negative because you don't get beyond that human perception of what's going on. You don't get into the area of spiritual perception and spiritual wisdom, which comes from truth, which comes from the Word of God, right? Woe to them, because they've gone the way of Cain, and they have uh, they abandoned themselves for a reward in the deception of Balaam, and they were destroyed in the rebellion of Korah. These, the ones who feast together fearlessly in your affections, are those hidden reefs waiting to wreck a ship, taking care of themselves, not the flock, waterless clouds being carried away by winds, late autumn trees without fruit being uprooted, twice dead, wild waves of the sea, casting up their own shameful deeds like foam, wandering stars for whom the gloom of, of darkness has been reserved forever. Well, these are the people who are very self-absorbed, self-centered, narcissistic, they don't really care about other people. They're the hidden reefs, the people who are distracting you from your path of truth, distracting you from living in the calling that the Almighty has set before you. These are the hidden reefs, and very often they are hidden. I mean, if uh, there are people that you know, you know that they hate God, and so you, you know enough to avoid them, and you know that that's what's going on with, with those people. But then there are other people that, that somehow they pose a hidden obstacle. Maybe it's an invisible obstacle. You can't really see it, but they make their influence felt behind the scenes. You know, people who, uh, you know, gossip about you or people who, who arrange circumstances that would be bad for you, and you don't even know who did it or when they did it or how they did it, but you know that behind the scenes something has happened and has hurt you. Well, these are the hidden reefs and the hidden obstacles, and there's no way to deal with that except to continue in the truth, right? Continue seeking truth, continue uh, in uh, greater discernment and greater surrender to the Lord, right? That's, uh, that's really, in, in the end, it comes down to surrender to the Lord. God is love. Surrender to that love and walk in that love. Uh, even though it's difficult, even though there are people who are trying, trying to, uh, you know, do harm to you, and especially the more that you make it clear that you are really seeking the things of God, the more you will have an army of opposition that will, you know, come come upon you, and in a in a very sneaky way, in a very devious and stealthy way, it might not be so obvious and overt. If you attack someone who's really seeking God, and you do it out into the in the open of other people, other people might say, "Well, why are you attacking that person? That person is trying to be a godly person." No, no, what you do. In that case, if you're operating in that kingdom of darkness, is that you have to find some subtle, devious way behind the scenes to get at that person. That's that's part of the, the tactics, right? I mean, it's in some kind of spiritual war, any type of war, is that is that you try to uh, out sneak or out devious your your opponents, you know, outfox your opponents, I guess, 
outsmart them in some way. So very often you have to resort to things that cannot easily be seen, right? Or, or that really uh, establish a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, situation. Well, this one says one thing and someone else says something else, right? Not always easy to show. Uh, people take care of themselves. These are the selfish, narcissistic people, not the flock. And we, and we should always be concerned about the, the flock, the flock of, of the family of God, of believers in Christ, right? I mean, the, 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 we should be concerned about the flock, no matter what. It doesn't, it doesn't say you have to be a pastor to do that. But I mean, just be, but the sense is you are your brother's keeper, your sister's keeper. And so take care of the flock. Think of the flock. How can you feed the flock? Even if you didn't go to Bible seminary, or maybe you don't have this uh, pastor or pastor teacher role in a, in, a, in a congregation or in a church, how do you look after the needs of the flock? What can you do? What can you do, not just for the good of yourself, but for the good of the whole? And 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 how how can you invite people into the flock? I mean, how you know how can you be an effective witness witness for the love of God? Waterless clouds, water being the source of life, being carried away by winds, late autumn trees without fruit, you don't see the fruit in someone's life, being uprooted twice dead, in other words, when they die physically, they die spiritually, or they are both physically and spiritually dead. Wild waves of the sea casting up their own shameful deeds like foam, really di disturbing the peace, right? Disturbing everybody. Wandering stars for whom the gloom of darkness has been reserved forever. So they can be actually destructive against other people or they're just wandering. They're lost souls. And so many people now, especially this last year with the um, disgraceful deeds of the evil ruling class that rules over us, you know, that's... Uh, you know, people have accepted a lot of things and you can't, I mean, you can say what you want about the rulers, but people have accepted uh, a, a lot of things and they're just uh, wandering and lost. You know, they don't, they don't see any life beyond, you know, wearing masks and six feet distance and, you know, having kind of a subsistence existence. And they, they don't see the possibility of, you know, greater uh, peace and greater health and greater prosperity. They, they don't see that possibility because they don't, they're not, they're not awakened spiritually. They don't realize who they are within in Christ and believe that and operate in that. And so they, they remain lost. And uh, you see that in different forms of behavior. When people are lost, they can be just uh, keep to themselves and don't want to talk to anybody, or they can be openly, you know, downright nasty, you know, hateful, vengeful. But then the seventh from Adam, Enoch, prophesied to the people, saying, Behold, the Lord has come with his holy ten thousands to execute judgment upon all, even every living being, living being, concerning all their ungodly deeds which sinners committed, and concerning all the harsh words which ungodly sinners spoke against them. So, in other words, uh, we, we reap what we sow, and whatever it is that we do that is contrary to the truth and contrary to the word of God, uh, people can be examples of what it is you know, to be in the will of God, and then they will be an example to the people who are not in the will of God. You know, if you, uh, if you are in your calling and in, in obedience and you love God and you show the love of God, then you are, that's kind of a judgment on other people in a way, if you want to look at it that way, so you're, you're an example to other people, but in a way you may be reflecting God's judgment to them in, in, in some way that, look, you should accept the love of God. God loves you so much and he wants you, right? So you, you, you should accept that, right? He's given you the free gift. Accept it, right? These people are murmurers, fault finders, who go according to their own desires, and their mouth speaks hypocrisy as they flatter for the sake of gaining an advantage. 
Well, okay. I think, you know, you've, we, we've all seen a lot of people like this that are, you know, murmuring and fault-finding who go according to their own desires. So, you, you know, you can think about people like that or you can think about, you know, times, you know, I can think about times in my life when I've, I've been like that and these are the things that are in the kingdom of darkness. So you want to... You want to turn your behavior away from darkness and towards the light. The light is Christ. The light is the word of God, right? But you, beloved, must now keep in mind the words that were spoken earlier by the apostles of your Lord, uh, Jesus Christ, Yeshua Messiah, because they were saying to you, in the last time there will be mockers who go the way of the ungodly according to their own desires. So in the last time, okay, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, as we make this transition into another stage another age this is the you know this is this is it i think there will be mockers who go the way of the ungodly according to their own desires these are those people who divide they have a physical sensuous nature since they do not have the spirit in other words they're not abiding by the spirit they're not walking by the spirit uh they don't they're not regenerated those people who divide, you know, the, the people who rule over us, you know, they, they want us to be divided. They want ordinary people to be divided. Uh, just, you know, not to know each other or to hate each other or to fight against each other. And uh, whatever your beliefs are spiritually or, you know, in God, whatever your beliefs are, this is not a time to be divided, you know, just as human beings. You know, this is, this is a time to understand who we are, really. And if you understand who you really are, you know that you have a connection to the divine, right, to the Almighty. But you, beloved, as you build yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, you must continually keep yourselves in the love of God, anticipating the mercy of our Lord, Yeshua Messiah, for eternal life. Right? For eternal life. And you must indeed habitually show mercy on those who doubt, but save others. In other words, say, look, you know, look, look at who you are in Christ. Look at you are, who you are in the image of God as you snatch them from fire, from some kind of uh, judgment, and on others have mercy in fear, hating even the tunic that has been stained by the flesh. Now to the one who is able to keep you without stumbling, and to stand before his glory blameless in extreme joy, to the only God, our Savior, through our Lord Yeshua Messiah, be glory, majesty, strength, and power, the power of Messiah, before every age, before every age, like this new one we're going into, both now and forever. Amen. So that's the book of Jude. I think this is a small book, but there's some pretty powerful teachings nonetheless. So we'll close as usual with Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the destructive pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His truth will be your shield and buckler. You will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Only with your eyes will you behold and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, the Most High, your habitation. There will no evil befall you, neither will any plague come near your dwelling. For he will give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. They will bear you up in the palms of their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the serpent will tra trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, and therefore I will deliver him, I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I am with him in trouble. 
I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.